Hello everyone, my name is Hagit Karen and I'm here together with um, Daryl Scott, a board member at the ISB. And we are here to talk to you about or provide you with a brief uh, summary of our recent uh, meeting of the TRG for insurance contract. The TRG has met at the 2nd of uh, May. Uh, before the meeting, we received uh, 22 submissions. Most of them have been discussed um, some way or the other at the TRG meeting. We had a more detailed discussion um, on five topics and to name them. The first one was about combination of insurance contract. Second was uh, about determining the risk adjustment for non-financial risk in a group of entities. The third one was cash flows within a contract boundary. Next was boundary of reinsurance contract held with repricing mechanism. And then we talked about determining the quantity of benefits for identifying um, coverage units. We had a more lively discussions on two of these topics. So maybe, um, Daryl, would you like to cover that? Sure. So the first of the topics that we spent a additional amount of time talking was the topic on the risk adjustment when uh, considered from the perspective of a group of entities. And in essence, this discussion revolved around whether or not the risk adjustment remains the same at the individual entity level that writes the contract and then as it is consolidated up through the group, or whether you consider the changing perspective at each level within the group. And so the individual entity would measure it in a certain way. At a higher level within the group, you would take account of diversification. At the outset, I think the discussion largely focused around the, pers the perspective of the relationship between the policyholder and the writer of or the issuer of the contract. And the view was taken that that relationship is only established once and consequently the risk adjustment remains the same throughout um, the group. But an alternative view was discussed um, during the meeting as well and that was that reading the words it could be read into it that the requirement was in fact the other way around, that what would happen is you took account of each entity's specific circumstances and the diversification as it related to that entity. And that would mean that you actually reconsidered the risk through the group. Um, in all, I think that the group considered that both answers could be got to with the way the mm -hmm. words had been worded, but they created a, well, they made a couple of notes about that. Um, the first one I think that was important is that it would be operationally more complex to change the risk adjustment at each level in the group. The other thing that the TRG noted was that an entity would have to, in its consolidated accounts, apply either one approach or the other approach. These approaches are both definitions or interpretations of the same set of words and consequently they can only be defined either one way or the other. So in a single set of uh, accounts, either at an individual level or at a consolidated level for the whole group, it would need to be applied consistently. And the second discussion that we had that was also a fairly detailed discussion related to coverage units and the identification of coverage units and how those would result in the, the, the uh, development of CSM over the period. Um, in this case, the uh, TRG members largely agreed with the mechanisms that uh, the papers discussed in terms of how CSM would be recognized over the coverage period. But there was quite a lot of discussion around what the term coverage units actually meant, uh, what the term coverage actually meant. And so the debate was around how you would define coverage within a set of contracts. Um, 
the TOG was asked a couple of questions to consider on uh, some of these, for example, on the uh, determination of whether in a VFA contract coverage related to both insurance services and investment services provided in that contract, uh, the TOG generally agreed that it did relate to both types of services. Mm -hmm. um, there were some differences expressed in views on whether it was necessary to clarify the definition of coverage period for VFA because some members of the TOG felt that the wording was sufficient as it stood at the moment and there was no need. There was also some disagreement among TRG members about uh, applying a uh, applying the coverage definition to general contracts, general model contracts. Yeah, thank you for that, Daryl. So this summarizes uh, those discussions. And in addition, um, the TRG members received a report on an outreach performed by the staff uh, to gather more information, more details about implementation challenges that TRG member raised in the previous uh, meeting. So this report was discussed a bit at the TRG. So um, any observations on this one? So I think the main objective for us presenting this paper to the TRG was to confirm the factual accuracy of how we've captured their views. And I think the TRG members largely agreed that this paper captured those views. There were some uh, comments raised by TRG members that perhaps it did not sufficiently uh, portray the depth and prioritization of their, of their views, and in particular as related to the presentation on balance sheets where they see some significant changes in implementing and they thought perhaps it didn't emphasize enough how significant those challenges mm -hmm. were going to be. Yes, and, and then we will note this to the board when we will report the board uh, with this um, outreach report. So that's all good. And then in addition, um, the TRG member received a report on all other questions uh, submitted and that have not been discussed in detail um, in this meeting. So all of this together with the agenda papers and the official summary um, are available in our website. So, we, so you're welcome. Um, to check it up and follow our discussions. Thank you very much. Thank you, Daryl. Thank you. Thank you.